The following Marx Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. Nine Worthy Alternatives to the Back Squat As great as back squats are for strength, general fitness, and body composition, sometimes they just don't work for a person. Maybe they cause knee, shoulder, or wrist pain. Maybe somebody's body proportions aren't conducive to proper back squatting. Maybe their legs are too long to achieve good depth without compromising position. While there are dozens of articles imploring you to mobilize this or that joint and work out the kinks in this or that muscle so that the back squat will work, and those can be very informative and helpful, some people just don't want a back squat. For whatever reason, it doesn't work for them. So, are these people doomed to perpetual chicken legs? Should they turn in their gym card forever and resign themselves to a life of sedentary existence? Absolutely not. Plenty of other knee flexion exercises are worth doing. Let's take a look at some of the best alternatives. Goblet squats. Goblet squats are easier on most bodies than back squats for two reasons. Less weight is used, because you have to hold it in your hands at chin level, and they promote a more natural squatting technique. To perform a goblet squat, you hold a weight, kettlebell, weight plate, dumbbell, small child, at chin level, stay tall and squat down between your legs while maintaining an upright torso. Many seasoned strength coaches use the goblet squat to teach beginners how to squat because it's so intuitive. That said, there are some small details to keep in mind. 1. Tuck your elbows against your body. This creates a more stable shelf of support for your weight. 2. Keep your chest up. 3. Push your knees out. Since you won't be pushing heavy weights with the goblet squat, focus on higher reps and more overall volume. If things get dicey, dropping the weight in a goblet squat is way easier than dropping a barbell sitting on your back. Go over to MarksDailyApple.com for a textbook on the goblet squat. Front Squats To me, front squats have always felt more natural than back squats. There's less thinking about what your joints are doing and which muscle groups you're supposed to be activating. You just squat with a weight in the front rack position and the rest follows. It's hard to mess up and round your lower back because if you lean too far forward during a front squat, you'll just dump the weight. According to a 2009 study on front and back squats in trained individuals, front squats exert fewer compressive forces on the knee and may be advantageous compared with back squats for individuals with knee problems such as a meniscus tear and for long-term joint health. Furthermore, front squatting less weight resulted in identical muscle activation as back squatting with more weight. The more upright posture inherent in front squats is also good for people with lower back pain by creating less sheer stress on the vertebrae. An important cue to keep in mind during the front squat is elbows up. This creates a strong, stable shelf for the bar and cues the torso to stay firm and unyielding to forward tilt. If your elbows dip, the rest will soon follow. The trickiest aspect is the rack position. There are three ways to hold the bar in a front squat. Cross arm, Olympic, or with straps. Check out the video over at MarksDailyApple.com for an explanation of the different techniques. Zercher Squats 
In Zercher squats, the bar sits in the crook of your inner elbows about belly high as you squat. This places more emphasis on the core and glutes. Anecdotally, people with knee pain during normal squats seem to flourish with Zercher squats. As for the weight resting on the arms, it hurts at first, but you get used to it. And if you don't, you can always use a pad or a rolled up towel to dampen the pain. They kind of force good form too. As you squat down with the bar in the crook of your arm, your elbows fit neatly between your knees and prevent them from buckling inward. As you come up, be sure to thrust your hips fully forward at the top and stand up straight. Initiate zerchers in one of two ways. The more involved method, deadlift the bar to just above the knee, squat down, carefully letting the bar rest on your lower quads, slip your inner elbows underneath the bar and stand back up. Commence zercher squatting. Number two, the easier method, place the bar on the squat rack set to about waist height or a bit higher. Slip your inner elbows underneath the bar and stand back up. Commence zercher squatting. Bulgarian split squats. Several years ago, a strength coach named Mike Boyle made waves across the internet by recommending against back squats and promoting Bulgarian split squats in their stead. The split squat, he said, allows further loading of the legs being worked by removing the back from the equation. In the Bulgarian split squat, you place one foot behind you on an elevated surface and squat down until the knee touches the floor, or a pad resting on the floor. Keep the weight on the foot in front of you. Getting your balance right can be tricky at first, but once you're comfortable, it's a great way to isolate individual legs without taxing your back. Many a trainee has woken up with throbbing glutes after a day of split squats. Play with the height of the surface your back foot is resting on. If it's too high, you'll place some wonky shear stresses on your back. Lower the height if you find your back arching or your torso tilting too far forward. Stacking a few weight plates about 6 inches high is good enough for most people. Check out the video over at MarksDailyApple.com to see the Bulgarian split squat in action. Step-ups. Step-ups are fun, and they're different than any other exercises in this post because they begin with a concentric position of the lift. Most exercises begin with the eccentric portion. When you start with the eccentric portion, you're dreading the concentric portion the whole way down. When you start with the concentric portion, the hard part is over right away and you just have to control the descent. There's also no bounce to use as a crutch, just like the first deadlift of the set. Some people hate them, some people love them. They're definitely worth a shot and they're a fantastic way to hit the glutes. To target quads, hamstrings and glutes, use a surface high enough that your knee is at 90 degrees when you step onto it. The higher the box, the more glute and hamstring you'll hit. Lower boxes will focus more on the quads. Try not to push with the off foot. If you find yourself pushing off despite best efforts, dorsiflex the off foot and touch down with only the heel. There's a good video example of weighted step-ups with the barbell in front rack position over at MarksDailyApple.com. Walking lunges. My go-to exercise when dealing with substandard hotel gyms is a few sets of walking lunges while carrying the heaviest dumbbells they've got. 
There's something special about the combination of moving through space and lifting that adds a whiff of complexity and increases the training adaptations. Lunges are relatively easy on the knees for many people who get knee pain during back squats. For others, it's the opposite, but this post isn't really intended for them. If you have problems with lunges, play around with the torso angles. Turning the movement into more of a single leg hip hinge by slightly leaning forward, shoulders over knees, can alleviate unpleasant forces to the knees. Reverse lunges. Walking lunges are awesome, but they require magnificent balance. And if you're pushing heavy weight, any minor mistake during the initial descent can send you and the weight tumbling. They also require a lot of room. Reverse lunges are generally safer, more stable, and they don't require as much space because you do them in place. There are some reverse lunges with hip hinge over at marksdailyapple.com as well as some Zercher reverse lunges. Leg press. After the Smith machine squat, the leg press is probably the most maligned lower body workout across the entire internet. Mark Ripito, starting strength creator and enthusiastic promoter of the low bar back squat, thinks a person should only use the leg press to get strong enough to squat. That's a fair assessment of its potential, but too many people have taken the extreme position that the leg press is useless or even counterproductive for building leg strength. It's true that the squat is more effective than the leg press, squatting demands more from your body and the subsequent rewards have the potential to be greater in turn, however, with greater rewards come greater risks, particularly if you have a pre-existing lower body injury. In one study comparing the two, the squat had more potential for muscle development, but greater risk for people with knee injuries. These days, I'll occasionally use the leg press machine. For my goals, it works. The leg press also seems to work pretty well for one of the strongest dudes I know, Keith Norris. If you don't believe me, just watch him grind out a brutal set in a video over at MarksDailyApple.com and tell me that's not a good lower body workout. Whatever you do, resist the temptation to go so low on the leg press that your back starts to round at the bottom. This places a huge amount of really weird stress on your lower back. Stick to parallel and have someone watch, or film you, and confirm that you aren't rounding your back. Oh, and I almost forgot. Bodyweight squats. Don't underestimate the efficacy of the simple bodyweight air squat. It's great for mobility and surprisingly metabolically demanding. You can increase the difficulty without changing the load by slapping on a weight vest. I frequently do this. That's it for today, everyone. If you've ever felt guilty for not doing or enjoying back squats, I hope you found at least a couple of exercises in today's post to fill the void and get you a fantastic workout in the process. Thanks for listening, everyone. What's your favorite alternative to the back squat? Let me know over at marksdailyapple.com. And by the way, if you're enjoying these podcasts, remember to go over to iTunes and leave us a review or rating. It really helps us spread the primal message. Hey, Primal Podcast listeners. Have you been wanting and waiting to take your health or your clients to peak levels? Then it's time to enroll in the Primal Blueprint Expert Certification. The Primal Blueprint Expert Certification is the very first and surely to be the preeminent ancestral health online certification program. From the comfort of your own home, you'll dive deeper into the Primal Blueprint philosophy with a comprehensive 
degrees is equivalent to an upper division college course in the health sciences. You'll develop the expertise in primal eating, exercise, and lifestyle practices to help you and your clients achieve breakthroughs. This certification program also gives you access to over $400 of multimedia educational materials, ebooks, digital books, and video instruction from Primal Blueprint author Mark Sisson. Graduates are listed online in our certified expert directory to enhance their credibility in the evolutionary health world. Register for the certification program today at primalblueprint.com and gain immediate access to the course materials and educational library.